that should be doing it. Right? Amen, amen, amen. God wants that person, right? As much as God, like, as much as God set each of us apart to do something great for his glory, God isn't just looking for an individual. You understand me? He's not just looking for that one individual person. As much as he loves us each individually, he's not just asking for my friend, my brother, and my mom. You understand me? Our God is asking for a generation. He wants a generation. He doesn't want just one, two, or three. He wants everybody. He wants everybody to come on with him, to worship him, to praise him. Can I get an amen? Amen. He wants a generation. Look at this generation right now. What did I say earlier? I honestly feel in my heart that this generation is not going to be the same. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. God is moving, and he is moving so strong. It's not just in this church. It's not just in Evie's church. It's not just in Adam's church. He's moving in a lot of churches, man. People are finally, like, making room for him. And we are just seeing so much fruit off of that. Amen? Amen. Psalms 33, 6, 11, or 6, uh, verse 6, I'm sorry. Keep in mind, he wants a generation. Amen? By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purpose, purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Verse 11, that's it, man, right there. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. What exactly is the purpose of God's heart? What exactly is the purpose of God's heart? I was thinking about this, man. I was like, man, I'm, I'm trying to narrow it down. And I, and I narrowed it down to my best uh, uh, three. Three. Number one, to show the love for his children. To show the love for his children. Demonstrated right there in John 3.16, correct? For so God loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life, right? Everlasting life. He showed his love by giving his one and only begotten son, amen? He showed his love. Number two, to gain the love of his children. To gain the love of his children. In Exodus 20, verse 5, he calls himself a jealous God. He doesn't want you to love anything more than him. He doesn't want you to love baseball or football more than him. He doesn't want you to love your friends more than him. He doesn't want you to love video games more than him. It's him. That's it. Love him with all your heart. For our God is a jealous God. Number three, to instill the fear, to instill the fear of his divine judgment. Bam. Demonstrated in just verse 6, what we read of Psalms 33. I'm sorry, verse 8. For he, sp- oh, I'm sorry, no, verse, uh, da, 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 da. verse 8. Let all the earth 
fear the Lord. The three things that I believe are the purpose of the Lord's heart is to show His love, to gain His love, and to instill the fear of His divine judgment. Those are the top three. So how do we fulfill? How, how do we as children of God, as disciples, as chosen men and women of God, how do we fulfill the purpose of His heart? How? By being sent out. By being sent out, preaching the gospel, showing the love of Christ, uh, bringing people to Christ so they can love Him more than they love anything else, and to instill the fear of His divine judgment. We must be sent out. That is the, entire, the, uh, the title of my message, Sent Out. In order to fulfill the purpose of the Lord's heart, we must be sent out to declare His gospel. Amen? Amen. Okay, so everybody turn to me to Isaiah 61, please. We must be sent out. Let me get an amen when you're there. Isaiah 61. Amen. All right. Now keep in mind, Isaiah was written about 700 years before Jesus' birth. Okay, before Jesus' uh, birth on this world, it was written 700 years already, the book of Isaiah, okay? It was written for 700 years. Verse 1. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is in me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has what? He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release the darkness of the prisoners. He has sent me. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is in me. He has anointed me to preach His Word. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to release the darkness of the world. To release the darkness that is within their soul. To release the darkness that is within their surroundings. He has sent you just as much as He has sent me to proclaim the gospel, to remove the darkness of one's heart, to remove the darkness of the surroundings. We are sent out, according to Isaiah. Romans 10, turn there for me please. Let me get an amen when you're there. Romans 10. Romans 10 was written roughly 50 years after the death of Jesus Christ. Written 50 years, roughly, okay? Romans 10, verse 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How then can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Verse 15. And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Amen? Verse 15 says it all right there, man, right there. How then can they preach unless they are sent out? Now, Paul... Let's uh, everybody get a pen and a highlighter. Let me let me get let me see, 
right, uh, if you have a pen and a highlighter, go ahead and raise it up in the sky. Amen? Amen, amen. All right. It is an awesome tool. The highlighter is an awesome tool. That is an inside joke. Okay. So Romans 10, 14, okay? Now, let's, let's look at this really quick. Sir, as, as we read, I'm going to say circle this word, okay? Or highlight, if you want to uh, highlight or circle in your Bible, okay? How then can they call, circle call, or highlight call, on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe, circle believe, in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear, circle hear, without someone preaching to them? Verse 15, and how can they preach, circle preach, unless they are sent? Right there. That's all. Now there are five, uh, four things that you circle that are highlighted, correct? Amen? Paul listed in reverse the steps of salvation right there. Number one, God must send someone to what? To preach the word to you, right? In order, this is the steps of salvation. Somebody, God had to send somebody to preach to you, right? Step two, you must hear the word. You must hear the word. Step three, you must believe in the word. You must believe the word that is being taught to you. Number four, you must call on the one who became the word. Number one, God must send someone to preach the word to you. You must hear the word. You must believe the word. And you must call on the one who became the word, which is who? Jesus. Amen? That right there. Paul said it right there. Bam, that's. I could just preach my message, just, bam, just end it right there. That's it. You must be sent out to preach. Let them hear, let them believe, and have them call upon the Lord Christ Jesus. Right there. Keep in mind the time frame of these two scriptures. Keep in mind the, the time frame of these uh, two scriptures. Isaiah 61, roughly 700 years before Jesus came on this earth, Right? Romans 10, roughly, or Roman, the book of Romans, roughly 50 years after the death of Jesus, correct? That's a big gap. It's a big gap, right? But what does uh, Psalm 33, verse 11 say? But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of His heart through all generations. Through all generations. Through the generation of Isaiah to the generation of Paul. To our generation now. The will of God has not changed. God is the same today as He was yesterday as He's going to be tomorrow. He is the same. And He commands the same thing. For us to be sent out. You understand me? To be sent out. How then can someone hear the word if you are not sent out? How then can we generate, how then can we gather a generation if nobody is being sent out? How then can somebody accept the Lord Jesus Christ if nobody was sent out? How can we win our brothers and our sisters and our fathers and our mothers, our best friends? How can we win them if we are not sent out? We must be sent out by God. We must be sent out. You must accept it in your heart. Whether you like it or not, you must be sent out to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. You understand me? To proclaim the gospel, the good news. 
in order for, to see any type of change, in order to, to, to create this, this, this revival that we so desperately want, Lord, this revival that we pray for, this revival that we sing for, that we sing to. If we want it, we must be sent out. You cannot just rely on me. You cannot just rely on Susie. You cannot just rely on Evie. You must do your part. And God said you must be sent out. Sent out to preach the gospel. You must be sent. Amen? How much more do we have to, do I have to stress this? That's it, man. That's it. If Isaiah said we must be sent out, Paul said we must be sent out. If those, if those men, what they wrote is in the Bible, which is the Word of God, then it is the Word of God that is telling you to be sent out, to go out and preach His gospel. It is so important, guys. How many of you do you want to see your family saved? I want to see my mom saved. I want to see my sister saved. I want to see my coworkers saved. My, 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 my assistant manager, she thinks, she said, I believe prayer is for the weak. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't, I believe God is some sort of, some sort of something, but I don't know what I believe, but I believe people will pray a week. And I'm like, sister, I feel sorry for you. I'll pray for you. And not out of weakness, but out of strength, I will pray for you. We must be sent out. Jesus himself was sent by who? By the Father, correct? Jesus himself was sent out by the Father for who? For us. For me. For you. For your sister. For your mother. For your brothers. For your friends. He was sent out by the Father, right, in heaven, on this earth. Correct? In the book of John alone, there are eight scriptures showing how Jesus was sent out. You don't have to turn um, to, the, to these chapters, by the way. In John 4:34, it says, My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me to finish his work. John 5:24, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. John 8:16 But if I if I do judge but if I do judge my decisions are right because I am not alone I stand with the Father who sent me John 9:4 As long as it is as long as it is day we must do the work of him who sent me John 16:5 Now I am going to him who sent me John 17:13 Now this is eternal life that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Amen. Right here this is it. John 17 verse 18 Again Jesus said to his disciples Peace be with you as the Father has sent me I am now sending you. This is Jesus. As the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. God was sent from the Father to this earth to build His church, to build, 
to build this relationship, to restore, rekindle the fire. He came. He was crucified. He did what he had to do. He created disciples to make other disciples, to make other disciples. And he said, he told them, you know what? God sent me. I fulfilled my purpose. Now I am sending you, Nathaniel. I am sending you, Davi. I am sending you, Liz. He is sending all of you. Just as much as he sends me. Just as much as he has sent me, he is sending you. Just as much as he has sent Pastor Joe, he has sent you. Just as much as he has sent uh, Susie, he has sent you, Gilbert. He has sent you, Sherman. He has sent you, Miguelito. He has sent you to preach the gospel, to declare the good news, to tell everybody, to tell everybody, man, and that one old friend comes by, well, man, you seem so different, man. I got Jesus in me, bro. I got Jesus in me, sister. Like, what? Jesus? Bam. Preach. 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 There's like nothing else I could say about this, man. We gotta. It is so important to share the gospel, to share just the fact, just 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 mention. Jesus loves you, man. Jesus loves you. That might touch a soul, man. You don't know. You don't know, Ramy. You don't know, Darius. If you just say, Jesus loves you, or share your testimony, that could impact someone's life so much that they could do some great things for God. Amen? The, the God is, our God is the God of the impossible. Our God is is the God of the impossible. Just a few words, just a few words could change a life like that. Could change a life in a blink of an eye. Just sharing something so so simple to you, but so important to God. Remember, your body is the temple of the Lord. You are nothing but a vessel of the Lord. You are an instrument of God. It's not you speaking when you speak of Him. It is Him speaking through you. Therefore, what, what is there that could stop you? What is there that could stop you? Just by saying those couple words, nothing. Not one thing, Jasmine. Not one thing. Think about this. I came out like, man, God gave me this. I was like, wow. For a river, you know, you guys know rivers, right? Rivers, right? Nice flowing rivers. For a river to have water, it must have a main source, correct? Right? It must have a main source of water to feed from, correct? Jesus is the living water. Jesus gives living water. He is the main source. If, <laughs> if we feed off the water... And travel with it. And I'm talking about the water, the living water. If we travel with this water and we go around and travel with it, watering the souls of those people who are dying, as soon as we start watering the dead, dry land that is surrounding us, you, being, um, you begin to see the effects of the living water. You understand me? In order for a river to flow, there must be a main source, correct? In order for our, our, our water, our living water within us 
to flow. There must be a main source, which is Jesus Christ. If we are going to go, go to these dry lands, go to foreign where pretty much nobody knows of Christ, and they do, it's some, it's some religious, um, religious thought, and it's just wrong, all wrong. If we go there to that dry land, and we start throwing water, we start flowing, 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 preaching, preaching, planting seeds, planting seeds, you're going to see fruit. You're going to see things, the effects of that water. It's going to start growing and growing and growing, right? Think about a desert. A desert, just plain sand. And somehow a, a source of water just cracks through right down the middle. That's, that water is going to produce. It's going to produce things. Eventually, within time, it's going to produce vegetation, correct? It's going to produce stuff. You see, the Nile River is a perfect example of that. Around, it's in Africa. It's all desert. It's all desert. And then, but in the middle, while the, the Nile River is going up into the Mediterranean sea, uh, Mediterranean sea, you see all this vegetation around the river going down. But then you look further that way, and you see nothing but dirt, sand. See that flowing river off, off of the the main source of water is producing fruit. It's producing fruit. That is you. Be that river. Feed off of God, the flowing water that is God, and produce that fruit. The dry lands, the driest land that you think, the, the place that you think they will never receive the gospel, like your school, your household, just go. Go. Produce that fruit, people. You will begin to see things that you never thought was possible. You understand me? Amen? Amen. You must desire, man, you must desire the living water of Christ like nothing else. We, as young men and women of Christ, we must desire, we must desire the, the, the water, the living water of Christ like nothing else. In Psalms 42, verse 1, it says, As a deer pants, for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O oh God. Like a deer pants, like it's thirsty, thirsty, so my soul pants the same way for you, Lord. That, is, that should be our prayer. That should be us every day, panting for, for the living water of God, thirsty for it, wanting it. Professing like, oh man, come on. I don't know what it is, man. God is putting somebody in my heart.